Welcome to The Sleep Pod, the podcast where the stories are occasionally high concept, but always low stakes. My name is James, and I'm here to make up a boring, drama-free, and mildly amusing story to help set you up for a long and restful night's sleep. It's already April, and I've wasted too much time already, so I'll get right to the story with only the minimum amount of preamble. This episode's word of inspiration that I'll be using as a jumping-off point for the story came in the form of a fox. I was standing around my back garden, minding my own business, when a fox sprung out of a bush, ran straight up to me, and pointed at itself, enthusiastically. It was quite the sight to behold, and I took that as a sign from the universe that the word for this episode's story is fox. So, get yourself comfortable. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. And I'll begin with this episode's story. Fox Stuart the Fox was sat in his home office, in his den. He was relaxing in a high-backed armchair that was adjacent to his desk. He casually drank a long sip of coffee before letting his eyes rest on the top of the desk. The desk itself was quite impressive, made of a mix of oak and mahogany. Unfortunately, all of the value of the craftsmanship was disvalued by the heaps and heaps of paperwork that littered its surface. He sighed. He really didn't know how to get started with it all. There was a time, not that long ago, when he was quite happy to do paperwork when he had easily been able to keep on top of it all. But with one thing and another, it let it slip a little bit, and the whole thing had snowballed into a unwieldy heap of white A4. Sighing, he picked up a sheet from the nearest pile, glanced over its contents and then quickly put it back down again, not really knowing 
how to deal with it. The individual tasks weren't that taxing. It was the volume of it that was the main issue. He didn't know how to start. Should he try to reorganize everything first? Or just go at it haphazardly and arrange things into piles? Maybe there was an even better way of doing things that he just hadn't considered yet. And it was that that was causing most of his unease. Once more, he sighed, finished his coffee, and got up and made his way through his den into his kitchen. Stuart thought long and hard as he emptied and then refilled his cafetiere. He was sure there must be an easier way of doing things, but he just didn't really know. Since starting his own business, he'd just kind of gone with the flow with a lot of things. And at first it was very easy to keep up with things. But as his business grew and time went on, things got gradually more and more complicated. While he waited for his coffee to be ready, he sat on the floor. Right, he said to himself. I'm getting nowhere fast. I need to change tactics. Otherwise, I'm going to be stuck like this forever. So as he sat on the floor, he thought. He pondered deeply about what he could do, how he could change things up. And by the time his coffee was ready to be poured into his mug, he had reluctantly come to the conclusion that it was time for him to hire a personal assistant. Somebody whose job could be sorting out this kind of stuff, giving him a bit of a hand in areas which He just didn't know how to deal with. He didn't really like the idea of calling in external help. After all, he'd been more than comfortable doing everything on all sides of his business up until this point. But the more he thought about it, the more he accepted that The time was right to ask for help. Stuart sat outside his den on a patio area that he had constructed years ago. It was early in the day and the sun was 
leaking through the trees like water through a sieve except significantly drier he sipped his coffee and thought hmm okay so I've got an idea now how do I make that into a plan personally Stuart had never had to hire anybody before he didn't know how to get started with that some of his friends who had also started their own businesses or were in positions in other people's businesses that needed hiring to happen could probably help him but Stuart was already feeling a little bit silly asking for help and although he knew it was probably counterproductive he didn't want to ask one of his friends for help when it was about finding help from somebody else as well He knew it didn't make sense, but that's just the way he was sometimes. So he decided he'd give it a good go, at first, at the very least. And if he did run into any problems, only then would he call up on one of his friends or acquaintances for advice. He sipped his coffee and started thinking... So I need a personal assistant. Where can I get one of those? Stuart thought long and hard about all of the places that he knew and whether or not he'd seen groups of PAs just hanging around, inquiring for work and what not. Unfortunately, He couldn't think of anywhere that he had noticed groups of personal assistants waiting to be hired had congregated. Hmm, he said. That won't work. His mind flashed back to a number of years previously. When he was trying to sell his old bicycle... He left it securely positioned outside of his den with a handwritten sign on it stating bicycle for sale. Price negotiable. Ask inside for details. But unfortunately, Stuart's den wasn't really positioned in a place that had a lot of foot traffic. And after a while, he ended up making a note that could be positioned on the notice board in the local post office. And only then did he start getting inquiries, which led to the eventual sale of his bicycle. Hmm, 
he thought. Perhaps I should do something similar to that. He considered all of the local businesses and wondered if there was anywhere better than the post office for displaying a card to attract a personal assistant. At first, he considered the bank. And then thought about the sports bar not that far down the road from him. He even considered the library. But after mulling it over a little bit longer, he decided that putting a note up on the notice board in the post office would probably once again be the best course of action for him. So he finished drinking his coffee, took the mug back into his den and put it in his kitchen sink, put on his waistcoat, trilby and hiking boots and walked to the post office. Stuart's journey from his home to the post office was quite a short walk. It involved navigating through a few narrow country lanes, over a field, across a car park for a derelict bowling alley. And then he was at the post office. The post office itself was quite a modest building with red bricks and boring looking frosted windows on the outside and a large red sign above the door that said in big bold colours Post Office As he approached he started to worry. He knew the opening hours for post offices could be a little bit unpredictable sometimes. He was sure there was a pattern and if you knew where to look you could probably quite easily find out when they're open. But the opening hours never seemed to make quite as much sense as they should do. To Stuart at the very least. There had been a few times when he'd gone at a reasonable time of day to find the post office closed. Resulting in him needing to either go back home and then return later on. Or take a casual stroll around the neighbourhood and hope that by the time he circled back to the post office, it would be open. But this time, as Stuart approached, he could see the door was slightly ajar, 
indicating to him that it was open after all. So with a bit of an excited skip, he made his way to the door, opened it, and then walked through into the post office. The interior of the post office was quite a neat and tidy space with off-white tiled flooring, bright lights, and walls adorned with stylish, sleek, painted lines that really didn't seem to match the whole aesthetic of the rest of the village. As he walked in to his left, there were rows of shelving containing various items of stationery. To his right, there were a few shelves containing various food items and beverages. And in front of him, to his right was the large notice board that contained various notes made by other local residents who were either trying to buy, sell, or hire people, or even advertise their own services that they provided. To the left of the board was a large till area, and sat on a chair behind the till was Mrs. Clive, the postmistress. Her eyes lit up when she saw Stuart enter. Oh, hello, Stuart, said Mrs. Clive. Hello there, Mrs. Clive, said Stuart. And he walked straight up to her to continue the conversation. I've not seen you for a while, she said. No, said Stuart. It has been a while. Yes, said Mrs. Clive. Well, I'm glad you're here now. Me too, said Stuart. So, said Mrs. Clive. What can I do for you? Stuart looked towards the notice board and then back to Mrs. Clive and said, 
I found myself in a bit of a predicament. Oh no, said Mrs. Clive. Nothing too serious, I hope. No, said Stuart, nothing like that. It's just... I've found myself in the need of some assistance with my work. Oh, said Mrs. Clive. I take it business is going very well. Yes, said Stuart. It is. But I have been finding it harder and harder to keep on track of all of the paperwork. Oh, said Mrs. Clive. Tell me about it. Doing all the paperwork is definitely my least favorite part of my job. Right, said Stuart. Well, I was wondering, would I be able to put up a note on the notice board and see if I could find somebody who could come and work for me as a personal assistant? Oh, of course, said Mrs. Clive. She leant down and started rummaging in one of the drawers near her. She hummed slightly as she was rifling through and then eventually said, Ah, there we go. before returning to her previous position and placing in front of Stuart a square piece of card and a pen. Just fill that out and I'll pop it up for you. Great, said Stuart. Can I write it here, or should I go over there where there's that small, tiny desk for people to write things on? Well, I think here's fine. It's not like I'm very busy today anyway. Okay, said Stuart. He picked up the pen and then just gazed at the bit of card and tried to work out exactly what it was he wanted to say. Mrs. Clive could see that Stuart was struggling slightly and said, Ah, yes, I've been there. You know what you want to say, but... You don't want to write anything which is going to come across as being a bit annoying. Yes, I suppose so. I've never really had to deal with this kind of thing before. You know, hiring and firing people, etc. Right, said Mrs. Clive. Well, 
All you need to do is just be straight up and direct about things. Say what you need and hope for the best. Yes, said Stuart. You're right. I think I was just overthinking things a little bit there. And so Stuart began writing. And on the piece of card, he wrote... PA, open brackets, personal assistant, close brackets, wanted, for helping a local business, Fox. He then scribbled out the word Fox, because he thought it wasn't really required. Good pay. Please talk to Stuart. Open brackets. The Fox. Close brackets. For more information. He then wrote his mobile phone number down. As that would probably be the easiest way of doing things. But then he wrote his email address down as well. He checked the card over a few times just to make sure that there weren't any mistakes. And once he was satisfied, he handed the card back over to Mrs. Clive. There you go, he said. Thank you, said Mrs. Clive. She reached over and picked up the card and began inspecting it. Yes, she said. That should do perfectly. She then walked over to the board and attached it right in the center. Well, she said, there you go. Great, said Stuart. Um, do you have any idea how long it'll be until somebody notices it? Hmm, said Mrs. Clive. I'm not sure. Usually a few times a week. Certain people will stroll in and check the notice board. I'm fairly sure some of them are personal assistants who are looking for somebody to assist. Oh, said Stuart. Great. So I suppose I'll just go home now and wait to see if anybody contacts me. Sure, said Mrs. Clive. Is there anything else I can do for you while you're here? Stuart thought. Hmm, 
he didn't need any stationery. If anything, there was too much stationery in his den already. But then he remembered that there were some food items for sale as well. He walked over to the shelves and began having a look. See if there was anything that he could pick up. That would be suitable for his dinner. After a few minutes of quiet browsing, he returned to Mrs. Clive and purchased a tin of ravioli. He paid, popped the can in the pocket in the inside of his waistcoat, said goodbye to Mrs. Clive, and then left. It was still early, so he decided to take a casual stroll around the area before heading back home. He walked down the road for a little bit, past a few shops, and popped into a couple of them, just to see if they had anything new or interesting. But there wasn't really anything that was taking Stuart's fancy that day. He considered walking to the library, but after a bit of thought, he decided to hold off on that, because he still had a few months to wait until the new book that had been written by his favourite author was due to release. And he knew that if he walked into the library without any specific plans of things to look for, he could possibly spend all day casually scouring the shelves, looking for something that piqued his interest. And he felt that he wanted to go home and just wait, just in case somebody had already seen his card. Although he knew that that was quite unlikely, but he felt that he would rather be prepared So he walked back down the street, back across the car park to the old bowling alley, across the field, across the country lane, and then eventually back into his den. He put the can of ravioli in his store cupboard. then spent about five minutes weighing up the pros and cons of having another cup of coffee, before deciding that it was probably a bit too late in the day to have another one now. He walked into his office, just to survey the chaos, and then sighed, hoping that somebody would contact him soon to help him. 
So then, Stuart decided to do his favourite thing. Go back onto the patio area outside his den and have a nice afternoon nap. Before he got himself all comfortable, he made sure that his phone wasn't on silent and that the notification settings were set correctly so he would actually get notified if an email came in. Once all of that was sorted, he got himself nice and comfortable and started to have a nice, long afternoon nap. Stuart woke up two hours later, or that was his estimation based on the position of the sun in the sky. He could hear a noise, and it confused him for a second, until he remembered that he had turned the ringer on, on his mobile telephone. It had been a while since he'd heard it, so the sound kind of confused him at first. But once he realised what it was, he woke up fully, grabbed his phone, and answered it. Hello, he said. Hello, said a voice on the other end of the telephone. Hi, said Stuart. My name's Stuart. Who's this? Oh, good, said the voice. So you are Stuart. Stuart the fox. Yes, said Stuart. Great. My name is... Clarissa Dinks. Oh, said Stuart. Hello, Clarissa Dinks. Hello, Stuart the Fox. I saw your note in the post office. Oh, said Stuart. Great. Yes, said Clarissa. I am a personal assistant who's been looking for somebody to assist. Great, said Stuart. He thought for a moment, not quite knowing what his next step should be. But then, after a second of hesitation, he realised what his next step should be. Well, Clarissa, I am very eager to hire a personal assistant. So, could I interview you? 
Sure, said Clarissa. Just tell me when and where. Well, he said, are you busy now? No, said Clarissa. Okay, great. I'll send you a message containing my address. You come over as quick as you can if that's fine with you. I don't want to put any extra pressure on you. I know it might seem a little bit last minute. Clarissa laughed. No, honestly, it's fine. All I was going to be doing for the rest of the day was... A jigsaw puzzle. Great, said Stuart. Well then, I'll see you soon. He put the phone down and was very excited. He promptly sent a message to Clarissa with his address and then went inside his den and washed his face in case he'd been dribbling whilst snoozing. Stuart did a little bit of tidying up just to make sure that his home didn't look too much of a state. He knew it wasn't that untidy but there were a few bits and pieces that really should have been moved a few days previously. And as soon as he'd done that, he heard his front door bell go off. He knew it wasn't really a front doorbell. After all, he didn't really have a front door. But what he did have was a bell on the end of a pole that was positioned near the opening to his den. He did think, should he call it his den bell? That didn't seem right either. He stopped getting distracted by those kind of thoughts and then made his way to the opening to greet Clarissa. When he got outside, Stuart was quite surprised because Clarissa was also a fox. Oh, said Stuart. I didn't realize that you were going to be a fox. Oh, said Clarissa. Yes, said Stuart. It's just because you've got an actual surname rather than the fox at the end of your name. Yes, said Clarissa. My parents thought it would be better for the modern world that way. Yes, I can see the advantages, said Stuart. It's not a problem, is it? inquired Clarissa. 
No, of course not, said Stuart. I was just slightly surprised, that's all. Well, said Clarissa, it's probably a good job that I am a fox, because if I was a human person, navigating my way inside your den would probably be slightly taxing. Gosh, said Stuart, I hadn't thought about that. And they both laughed. So, said Stuart, come on in and I'll take you to my office. Okay, said Clarissa. And they entered. Once inside the den and inside Stuart's office, Stuart coughed and said, I'm sorry about the mess. Clarissa laughed. It's fine. This is what most people's offices look like before they hire a personal assistant. Oh, right, said Stuart. Well, it's a good job I found you then. And they both laughed again. The interview process was quite casual and relaxed. Stuart told Clarissa about his business and what he did. And asked a few questions of her and how she works best. Eventually, after a while... It became obvious to both of them that they were a good fit for professional work. So then Stuart said, Well, if you're happy, then I'd be very happy to hire you. Great, said Clarissa. And they shook paws. What time do you want me in tomorrow? She inquired. Let's say half past nine. Great, said Carissa. Well then, thank you very much and I'll see you then. Okay, said Stuart. And he saw her out. Outside Stuart's den... He watched her leave. And he smiled to himself, comfortable in the knowledge that the huge, unwieldy pile of paperwork would be gone before too much more time had to pass. That's the end of this episode's story. As always, thanks for listening. And until next time, sleep well. Night-night. <laughs>